Welcome to the Interviewing Artist series. This podcast is dedicated to interviewing undergraduate studio art students at the University of Guelph in partnership with the Juried Art Show and Kaleidoscope Magazine. My name is Colleen Alcorn and I am one of the Juried Art Show, or Jazz, volunteers for this year's 53rd annual exhibition. Today we are recording in Guelph, Ontario, which is situated on treaty land that is steeped in rich Indigenous history and home to many First Nations, Inuit and Métis people today. We acknowledge the Mississauga of the Credit First Nation of the Anishinaabek peoples, on whose traditional territory we are meeting. All right, so today we have Maylene Harrison, the one and only. <laughs> Maylene Harrison. Hello. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? I'm doing all right. Uh, keeping with it. I don't know, as, as good as I can be in these conditions, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's the general consensus of the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to maybe just give a brief description of yourself and uh, your practice? Mm-hmm. Um, I am in my fourth year in the studio arts program at Guelph, taking a fifth year, so not graduating quite yet. Um, my practice is, that's always a hard question, because um, mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know, with university courses, we are like taking specific mediums, but my practice is very um uh multidisciplinary um i work with a lot of like mixed mediums but mostly photography and sculpture at the moment yeah great um are there typical um subject matters that you like to cover in your art yeah so a lot of my work um is very reflective of myself. So a lot of my like processes are very introspective and uh, I guess based on my own personal experiences or um, circumstances. So you'll see a lot of like myself, like quite literally. So a lot of like mm-hmm. self-portraiture or inclusion of my own image in my artwork, um, I guess, especially in photography, mm-hmm. but also in painting as well thinking about that presidential portrait I painted Mm -hmm. myself Mm -hmm. a few years ago. Um, Yeah, so I appear in many different scales in my artwork. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, because, I don't know, things are so personal, a lot of, uh, I guess, my content is based around specifically my identity, things like my race, my gender, like my, I don't know, uh, my, like, emotional experiences, Mm-hmm. Um, performative aspects of my work um, as well. Uh, so, like, including my body in my work and, like, uh, physically um, executing certain works. Um, I'll, I don't even know what to say. Uh, wait, give me one second. Um, like, a lot of my sculpture includes, like, origami, um, that is something that I learned in childhood um, and have kept with me um, into adulthood, something I learned from specifically my family and something I did with my family. Um, so, like, the physical act of making these things is very obvious in some of my works and, like, are recorded as performances. Yeah. I mean, I I know you you incorporate origami into a lot of your works, but I never really... Um, thought of how you incorporate it into your sculptures but I totally see it now um Mm -hmm. like just knowing some of the the pieces you've done um 
that that's a really a really wonderful tool to to work into it because it's all about angles and folds and everything yeah. which can make it really dynamic and interesting sculpture mm-hmm. especially when you're working um I don't know under pressure and like you're mm-hmm. working with very hard materials so like wood and metal wood and metal it's uh easier to make or like express these ideas in more angular shapes mm-hmm. um especially since I find myself uh working like how do I say this, like modularly, like making mm. modules um, or like different components to put together or that can be like taken apart. Um, like this chair that I made. Hey, you're in my class. Um, <laughs> yeah. The chair that I made uh, that was like a pentagonal, like, uh, I guess, what are they called? Cub seat, uh, mm. bucket, bucket seat. Um, but it was like made so that um it could you can make like replicate that design many many times and then um, fashion them together, um, or even like one of my metal sculptures was uh, also inspired inspired by origami, um, but more more so like the yeah like folding so it was like folded metal um, stacked on top of each other um, and they're like s- separate pieces that you could fashion together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a. That's a really good um, thing to have in your work is, you know, like having one one concept, but having multiple of them because then you can rearrange it in so many different ways. Mm. So it's almost like you make one sculpture, but you also make like seven sculptures kind of. Yeah, yeah. Because like throughout uh, university, like I'm in fourth year already and I've been like thinking about like what is my style or like what mm. is my practice that I want to move forward with um, and like a lot of work with that style um I guess was like subconscious like I wasn't intending Mm -hmm. to like start with origami or start with like these modules um from the beginning but it's definitely happened very organically based on Mm -hmm. like our assignments and the materials that are available to us Mm -hmm. uh so it definitely feels like the right direction um circumstance and like that personal factor Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I definitely encourage you to to take that further because I think it can go so many different ways and it's been very successful in the past I know oh my god there's so many birds outside my window <laughs> there's like a hundred birds and I, wow. I've been seeing them like gather on this rooftop all, all morning but they keep coming it's kind of overwhelming wow, wow. I love birds um it's okay I got distracted it's okay um do you typically have a um a process that you follow through when making your art or is it sporadic or or how do you feel about that oh man I feel like in in the way that like a lot of my art is personal it just reflects me uh to the very core and therefore my art is very like chaotic in Mm -hmm. terms of process and messy um and very sporadic um yeah, I don't really have one particular way um, of approaching a project, especially since I work in such like with so many mediums. Usually, um, well, since we like have specific assignments, I'll start with the like the conceptual requirements for that. Um, and then I will look at my materials um, because I don't really buy anything like unless it's for maybe like painting because I don't. I hadn't owned paint or like canvas and stretcher bars or like make your own stretcher Um, in my day to day art making. I I usually just use what I have around. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I am very resourceful in that way, I suppose. Um, and that is something that I have found myself thankful for as as we've entered into quarantine and the pandemic, um, just because I haven't had to change that aspect of my work very much. Um, and also my mom's like low key a hoarder. Uh, <laughs> I keep low key. Um, so she just owns and she went to fashion school when she was younger. So um, she's like a creative person. So owns a lot of um, art supplies um, that I have inherited as she no longer does uh, very many creative things. So even like my camera um, is hers um, that I've been using the past couple of years, which she doesn't know how to use, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so at least I'm getting good use out of it. Um, but yeah, usually f- start with my materials and then like go from there, like what, like how I can connect the materials that I already own with like the required concept or the the concept that I want to pursue. And then, yeah, it's hard to generalize just because like mm-hmm. all of my art looks so, so different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's OK. That's that's a process in itself, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, are there... Are there certain people or certain things um, that get you inspired to to make art? I think <laughs> um, definitely that like resourcefulness that we were just talking about. Um, not all of my materials is stuff that I already own. Like I rummage around in the garbages at school a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, which you can find like such good stuff. Like I found oh, yeah. stacks and stacks of magazine, um, like foam core, old art scraps that like I just cut up and use for like uh, collages or like I don't know. There's just so many, so much shit around. Ev- oh, can I swear on this? <laughs> Up to you. Uh, cool. Uh, there's just so much shit around, like everywhere, just garbage around. Um, so it's like very easy to I don't know find something that could be useful for um, art because I feel like art is very unique in that way where like, I don't know, you can literally take anything and make it art. Um, it doesn't have to be good, good quality material necessarily um, or like brand new. Um, mm-hmm. You can make whatever you want from it. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ask about people as well? Uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be people. It's whatever, whatever gets you inspired to make things. Yeah, I think also the, like, not necessarily being in a creative environment, but, like, seeing other creative people and, like, their work. So, like, um, looking at my peers' work, I say not necessarily in a creative environment just because we're not in studios anymore, so, like, the Mm -hmm. circumstances have changed. But, yeah, seeing my peers' work um, and talking to them about um, art is something that I've always found very, very valuable. And I think, like, I don't know, that's pretty ubiquitous <laughs> in uh, uh, visual arts in general. Um, it's a very social sort of practice. Not all the time, but uh, yeah. And like um, even exploring other artists with my peers, um, a lot of my art buddies will send me like different artists I think I would find interesting over Instagram um, or like just text me different pictures of different artworks that they want me to see or want to share with um, the group or with me specifically. And I, I love that aspect because like you get to see how people view your art in that way, um, like what connections they make to um, like other artwork that's already out in the world. Um, and then you also get to find like new artists that you wouldn't have like stumbled across on your own. Um, and even like share 
the work of our peers amongst each other. Um, mm-hmm. Like my Emma will send me some of our classmates work sometimes. And I'm like, oh, my God, like I'm not in print, so I won't see this uh, necessarily. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm glad I'm glad that I get to take a look. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, that's been the general consensus with anybody who I've talked to is yeah. uh, missing that that social <laughs> element of, yeah. of being in studios and, and having those ongoing conversations with people about what they're making and their passions. And mm-hmm. oh, it's so beautiful and so, so inspiring. Yeah. Definitely. And it's something, yeah, it's something that like, you know, that everyone misses and everyone uses like as a resource um, in art. Um, but it's just something that you're like, man, I will forever be grateful for like this discourse yeah. and these connections. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, are there any projects that you're currently working on at the moment? Oh, oh my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I always kind of have like many things on the back burner um Mm -hmm. and like just like a bunch of ideas like ruminating in my head and like half-baked things on in my (laughs) um but yeah I have um I guess like a project just wrapped up um a music video I helped work on and I did like BTS Mm -hmm. shots for that so I'm glad that that's done and uh I guess like side projects. I made a little textile piece for a friend for Christmas, um, kind of with the theme of quarantine. Um, it was like a little screenshot um, of one of our FaceTime conversations. And um, someone else has asked me to make one of those for them. Um, and I just want to continue that as a series in general. Um, so I'll probably be exploring that more in the future. I've been stocking up on felt scraps um Mm. I guess finding them as I clean my room up but yeah um I have been painting a bit more um and have specifically been painting photos of my friends like friend group from home that um I haven't seen in forever Mm. (laughs) so I just finished uh one uh these are just for practice but I just finished one of my friends Steven um, and I did one of my friend Meredith and Ryan before, um, and I would like to continue that, um, just cause I, one, it's, it's, uh, nice to see friendly faces and two, I really hate painting and drawing. <laughs> <in general. laughs> so it's like a good way to practice and get better at it while still like enjoying it. Um, cause like, oh man, painting in, like we got great paint pro- painting profs um and our courses are great but oh man am I ever just like a mess during painting mm. classes yeah um like those semesters are just hard it's a they lot are. of a lot of work um and I think that sentiment uh is echoed through <laughs> through our program um, yeah that painting printmaking take just a lot of time oh yes um, but yeah, that is what I'm up to for now. Um, nice. And then my, uh, like, I guess, course work. I'm in photo print right now. So I'm sketching up a laser block wood print right oh. now. Um, so that's been interesting, especially since I don't work digitally ever, mm-hmm. really. I hate, mm-hmm. I hate digital. <laughs> I just can't, can't do it. Um, yeah. I only ever really touch that if it's like, 
for a physical process in the end. So like mm-hmm. doing my laser laser engraved woodblock or like um, modeling something for sculpture to like 3D print or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think just one more question and then we'll do a little wrap up. But um, how how have you found the pandemic has influenced your your art making? Um, it's been, it's been hard just because, like, the environment has changed so much. Like, I never really made art at home. I would always, like, do it in the studio. Um, so, like, getting used to working on a smaller scale um, has been a bit of a I don't know, a, a bit of a hurdle to overcome, especially like all of <laughs> thinking about all of uh, the work that I've made uh, thus far in undergrad, like everything's just huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a lot of things are like installation or performative. So, um, yeah, just like working on a smaller scale has been, uh, I don't know, has taken some adjusting. Yeah, I guess working um like outside of the studio so not having that like social support that we um mentioned earlier on and like I guess in terms of motivation just like finding new things to like keep me interested in Mm -hmm. the work that I'm doing and like have enough care (laughs) Uh, because I did not make art for like the first eight months of quarantine yeah barely even a sketch um I'm glad that school came back around and kind of uh, kicked my butt, uh, mm-hmm. told me to do art or like yelled it in my face. And I'm like, OK, yeah. I'll do art. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's been a I don't know, just adjusting to a lot of different factors at once um, mm-hmm. and kind of keep that same, I guess, life that um, and excitement that I had for art um, before things got sort of. Messy. Yeah. Is there any and is there anything that's been like helping you through um, the pandemic and being an artist during it? Like, is there any anything that you found that um, has helped you navigate that? Yeah, I guess just different ways that I have um, adapted that work for me. Um, like, yeah, working on a smaller scale, uh, is just, has made my life so much easier, um, Mm -hmm. because the, the, like, boundary between work and, like, life is so blurred now, like, I am at my desk doing, like, art or, like, schoolwork, and then I turn around, and it's just, my knees are against my bed, so, like, it's, Mm -hmm. uh, hard to separate it sometimes, um, keeping things contained, working on a smaller scale, um, staying involved, um, anyone who's mm. listening, uh, <laughs> like stay involved in different art communities um, if you can. Things aren't the same, but they still exist and people are still connecting. So things like um, specifically at our school, the Fine Arts Network um, and jazz um, have been great uh, for like keeping in touch um, and like seeing my peers faces and talking about art just like casually um, outside of class. And even on a smaller scale or more social scale, like a couple friends and I would meet up once a month uh, over the summer and talk about different art history topics. Mm. 
so like things like I don't know we just choose a topic each month like uh, I think our next one is abject art um, and like masochism um, and like performance art um, which I'm excited to talk about we <laughs> scheduled ourselves to talk about it over Christmas break but we we skipped that by accident because of our secret Santa um, so yeah sorry <laughs> Getting on topic again. Um, yeah, stay involved. Uh, just connect with the people around you. And I don't know, do what works for you. Because, like, it's hard to give very ambiguous um, advice. All of our, like, setups look so different. And all of, mm-hmm. like, the mediums that we work in are so different. Um, so, yeah, just find what works for you. Like, experiment um, uh, with your space, not just, like, your work. I don't know. Try to stay positive. Go outside. Go outside once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Everyone I talk to just doesn't leave the house. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely guilty of that also. Mm-hmm. I think everyone is yeah. at this point. There's no reason to go outside, so mm-hmm. why should you? Plus winter. Like, no one wants yeah. to go out into the cold for no reason. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat and uh, explore your art process a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always a pleasure, Colleen. Yeah, thank you. You too. Um, and thanks for listening to the Interviewing Artist series. Check us out on our website at juriedartshow.ca and kaleidoscopemag.com or on Instagram at juriedartshow and kaleidoscope underscore UOG. Original music by Cam Hind. <laughs>